Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Tank loss, actual win. The Hawks beat the Red Wings 4-3 in overtime, battling back from 2-0 and 3-1 deficits in this game. Max Domi is the overtime hero and boy, we've got a lot to get to. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center and will join us uh, shortly after open locker room and after uh, Luke Richardson meets the media. Boy, man, it was uh, cool to be out there for the home opener. Lots of cool things happening pregame, but an exciting start to the Blackhawks home season. Yeah, that was a raucous building tonight. Lots of Red Wings fans, as expected. So there was a lot of fun. Let's go, Red Wings responded by quickly by with Detroit, Detroit sucks. sucks yes and the Red Wings fans had a lot to cheer about early and then they got back in their cars with their tails between their <laughs> filthy little legs and they went back home to the western suburbs without any victories over our Blackhawks you know what it's it yeah wins are kind of counterproductive to the whole game plan and yes you don't you know everybody's now worried oh this team's too good to get a, a top three pick it's okay but you know what? <laughs> Beating the Red Wings feels so effing good. It's so good. I like just I don't hate I like the Red Wings team. They got a lot of fun young players yeah. on that team. But just being in the United Center up in the press box and just just watching the smug, arrogant Red Wing fans walk through the building and just remembering like it the, the hatred from years past. Like that yeah. was back. Let's not forget that it was nine years ago that the Hawks banished the Red Wings to obscurity for a decade. And to the Eastern so, Conference. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's... Uh, suck it, Pudwax. <laughs> and David Perron. New Pudwack on a Pudwackian team. He, what a fit. Yeah. I I, I don't want to say anything too bad because he, he may, I may run into him in a, in a hallway one of these days and he might end my career. But uh, perhaps. He's one of my least favorite players in the entire nhl he's always been a pain in the ass yeah that's his game good for him he's making millions of dollars being being a pain in the ass yeah all right let's recap the action a little bit here uh before we get into the uh the, the deep down analysis uh detroit got on the board first 926 into the first period wouldn't you know it pia Suter gets on the board for the red wings a point shot sneaks through off of hag I love Robert Hag. It's a great name. Uh, and deflects right off Pia Suter's skate. 
into the back of the net. It's one nothing Detroit. Uh, and then just over a minute later, uh, I'm sorry, then in the second period, Dylan Larkin uh, gets a power play goal. Just a rocket from yeah. the slot. Uh, Dominic Kubelik is the gets the primary assist on that one. Yeah, they got the power play right after the goal from the uh, was it was it the Caleb Jones penalty? Uh, yes, I believe that's yeah, correct. Yeah, it was the the frustration slash penalty, uh, slashing penalty. So yeah, literally seconds after they go down one nothing, you give them a power play, and they score. So not great. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was not a good start for the Hawks. First period and, stunk. Yeah, the first period sucked. Three shots on goal. I think they finished with. Yeah, like it was six to three. The nine total shots. Like it wasn't a good period all around. Yeah, you know there was, and look, it's a win, but we got to get into the whole game. We can't just deal on the the second half of the game. Um, a lot of bad penalties. Uh, Domi, you know, the Hawks are on the power play and negates it after turning the puck over. Fights with Rasmussen. Rasmussen doesn't engage, but somehow gets a roughing penalty. Domi got the second minor, but there's no reason Rasmussen should have gotten a penalty on that one. He didn't do anything. He didn't fight back at all. Um, so it's four and four for a minute 18. Um, there was another weird play where um, the Hawks, like, had the puck in the zone. Dickinson had it and kind of circled around and had a look in the slot, and he just, like, backed out of the zone. There were a lot of weird... There was a sequence on the power play where... Dickinson skated it around, then gave it to Jack Johnson, and then they skated it out of the zone and then iced the puck coming back. Like they they took like twenty seconds off the power play and iced the puck. It was the power yeah. play needs Eesh. some serious work. And yep. I know most of that is because there's just not a lot of talent. Correct. And not a lot of speed. Yeah. And if you don't have either of those on your power play, good luck. But I gotta say, and you know, you and I and, and Mario have been we've been very defensive of Seth Jones, but tough game for him tonight, uh, especially on the power play, fumbling the puck, giving it away, made a couple nice plays late to break up some scoring chances. So he did have his moments where he showed how good of a defenseman he is. But man, he's fighting it a little bit again early in the season, um, and I don't know if it's just relying on him too much or whatever, but. The simple things are eluding him on the power play. So, I don't know. I'm, they're not going to take him off it. They shouldn't because he's one of the best players on the team. But he struggled a little bit in this one. So, and I don't know. Maybe it's him trying to make an impression for the home opener or whatever. But Seth Jones is just better when he's just playing his game and keeping it simple. He's got the speed. He's got the size to make up for any mistakes. But too many giveaways from him tonight. Seth Jones did provide one of my favorite moments of the entire day, though, and it was during the red carpet ceremony. Great job by the Blackhawks for all the pregame festivities. But they came into the atrium, and then they would walk past the AT&T camera, and Chris Foster is our guy. is doing just these completely awkward interviews with these it's guys. always and, awkward. And, and he's asking them about his, his ensemble. He's like, hey, well, you're looking good tonight. What are you wearing? Clothes. Here, here's here was Seth Jones' answer <laughs> verbatim: a suit. It's a blue suit. <laughs> that was my favorite moment of all day. I was like, yeah, okay, fascinating, fascinating. The master of the obvious. That's why all these awkward interviews. I saw some people talking about Kobe Cohen's post game interview with Domi, 
and how awkward it is. Like, it's just an awkward job. Yeah. Most of these dudes have nothing interesting and to I, say. And, yeah. And somebody said, like, starting with about the fan, the obvious question, how about these fans? He's told to do that. Like, that's, yes, that's, of course. that's, they, everyone who's ever, every done one that. of those post game interviews starts with a fan, a question about how great are these fans? So you can't yell at Kobe there. He's following instructions. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But what are you going to do in that situation? They're, they're awkward. Hockey, most hockey players are just uncomfortable talking to other human beings that aren't also hockey players. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I got a $5 super chat from the Lebowski 5. He says, after the first few games, my way too early and unreasonable reaction is I'm worried that the Hawks are headed into hockey purgatory being too good this year. I don't think you have to worry about no, that. Don't. And also remember, May 3rd, March 3rd, Everyone who can score will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. don't worry. It's they're it, gonna be bad. It's early. It's it's four games into an eighty-two game season. The teams don't haven't figured it out yet. Not a, not a lot of great defense is being played no. across the league. Teams are still trying to figure out their structures, getting their chemistry together. So nothing like it's just enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get back into the scoring here. Second period, uh, Andreas Athanasiu steals the puck for Max Domi uh, at the blue line, <laughs> rushes great. in and draws a penalty shot. And when there's no defender to knock you off the puck, he scores. Nice rocket shot. Uh, beats Ned 2-1 Red Wings at that point. And I think this is kind of the part of the game where things started to turn in favor of the Hawks. And yes, Detroit would get the next goal. Dominic Kubelik, of course. From Olimata, of course. Yeah. So you've got all, Suter, Kublik with two points, Olimata, former all, Hawk. All three uh, Red Wing, uh, former Blackhawks factored in all three Red Wing goals. Yeah. So I tweeted at exactly halfway through the second period, I made sure I did it, that the Hawks have six shots on goal at this point, at the halfway point of the game. By the end of the game, the Hawks had the lead in shots 29-28. So needless to say, they really turned things on in the second half of the third period. Uh, like I said, Kublik makes it 3-1. to one. Um, Then uh, late in the period, Patrick Kane looks like he's got Ned beaten. I thought it was a pad save by Ned, but actually Kane hit the post. Yeah. And we were watching the scoreboard in real time and actually took a shot off the board. Because right, we were wondering if he actually got a piece of it. And then yeah. they show the replay and it, and it hit the post. And Kane had a couple close chances in this one, but uh, he, he's starting to look like a guy that's getting frustrated. Yes, but I I think with himself more no, than yes, with the not, team, no, right? Exactly, which is he's good. frustrated that he doesn't have a goal. Right, yet. a lot of the he'll be all right. Palms up after, <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. but you know, he's not helping that trade value. Yeah, uh, third period, uh, three forty six in. Philip Kurashev, who we've been talking about all season, he looked like a different dude today or this year in general. But I said to you in the first period, he is seeing the game so much more slowly, mm -hmm. right? Like he's making, taking an extra tick to stick handle himself out of trouble. He's not rushing passes. He has looked phenomenal. So happy to see Philip Kurashev get on the board. I don't love the Hawks first line. I know Luke Richardson is trying to get chemistry going with those three, but man, at some point you've got to give Lafferty or uh, Kurashev, rather, a shot on the top six. And maybe that is the second line now, right? That it, that just might be the case, that the Kurashev line is second and the Taves line is third because 
that line when they're out there, they are generating stuff, yeah, man. That's an effective line. I really want Kershev to get an extended look on the same line with Patrick Kane, but Kirsch, right now, Kershev, Dickinson, and Lafferty is the best line on that team. There's no doubt about they it. They were so effective tonight. In the first period, they were the only line that really generated stuff. You got three guys. You got you got Lafferty, who just is a four-checking monster. Yep. Kershev is smart and, and and playing with confidence for the first time in his NHL career. And Dickinson is just a, you know, a, a crafty veteran. He just knows what to do on the ice. Like we saw it in San Jose. He literally had one morning skate with the team, and he said it uh, during an interview in between the first and second period in the United side. I don't know. I'm guessing it was probably shown on the on the feed too. But he said that was that's those are the easiest games to play because you just keep your feet moving and play it simple. That's it. You know, and so that was a really good line right there. Really effective. I'm so happy for Philip Kershev. I yeah. I am a big fan of that guy. And uh, what's up, Max? One of my trivia trivia guys in there. Yeah. Hi, Max. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kershev, just, you know, when you see him in the locker room, you're like, how is this dude a professional hockey player? He's like he's a just, child. He's really. so that he looks so young, but yeah. he's like so shy, and like you go over to talk to him, and he's kind of like, hey, 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 like, but then he goes out there, and like he, you see that emotion when he scores. So I'm just, I'm just happy for him. I this was a make or break year for him, still make. is, uh, with this franchise, and right now he's looking like a guy that deserves another contract and. You, sticks around for the next couple of years. I hope so. There's 78 more games to go, a long way to go, but he has been one of the best players on this team for the first four Absolutely. games. Absolutely. And, and, and I love it for him. So happy for him. Huge bright spot. So he cuts the lead uh, to 3-2 three to two with three, 3.46 into the third. Later in the period, uh, not a goal, but Patrick Kane makes a pass from the right wing boards to the left point through traffic to Jake McCabe. McCabe gets a shot on, and it almost sneaks under the arm of Ned and and goes in, but he makes a save against the post. Uh, we're going to get into it. I thought Jake McCabe making his season debut had a really good game too. Um, then with, uh, with about 9.54 to go in the period, Connor Murphy ties the game 3-3 with a shorthanded goal assisted by Lafferty. His second assist of the game, his second primary assist of the game, uh, 3-3. And then late in the period, Alex Daylock shoots the puck out of play. Hawks go on to penalty kill, kill it off. So we head to overtime, and Max Domi, two minutes and 16 seconds into overtime, has a two-on-one with Patrick Kane, opts to shoot, what? which is a new thing for Max Domi, and it pays off. And he said post game, if you're going to shake off Patrick Kane, you better score. And he's right. Well, he should start shaking him off a little more. Seriously. There were I, several chances. I literally chances. tweeted in the third period, about five minutes before this, Max Domi refuses to shoot, and it's infuriating. Yeah. There were several times. A play early, I think it was in the first period, where he got in, had a good look, good chance, and then just tried to get it to Kane on a 0% opportunity to get the puck to him. 0%. And I get that you're trying to defer to Kane. You're trying to get him going. He's your line mate. He's the most you know prominent guy in the team. But dude, puck on net means good things. Look at the result. Yeah. Right. The result is a four-three overtime game-winning goal uh, for Max Domi, and uh, hopefully. 
that gives him the confidence to trust in himself. And hopefully Patrick Kane goes to him and says, look, dude, yeah. if you've got the opportunity, take it. I well, got when you. everybody in the building knows you're going to pass at the 88, maybe surprise a goaltender and shoot the damn puck. Exactly right. Worst case scenario, maybe you get a rebound and somebody's there to clean it up. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Alex Stalock, yeah, who came into the game uh, to start the third period. Uh, don't have an update on Mrazek yet. I'm sure that will be the first question asked to Luke Richardson. So um, Mario will update us when he joins us here in a few minutes. Um, but Stalock coming in cold, locking it down. But my God, he's gonna kill us. He he's gonna be the death of us. A freaking the, roller coaster. These, these two fat guys in their 40s are gonna have a heart attack watching yes. Alex Stalock this year. Oh my God, Whew. losing the stick. He's an adventure. Flopping around. He's fun. He's, he's fun as hell. He's, like if, yeah, if it, he's entertaining. I don't know how much fun it is, <laughs> yeah, but it's right, entertaining. Right. If it was a game I was not invested in, it might be more entertaining. But, yeah. man, he is just an adventure out there. Leaving the creek. There are several times he will make a glove save and then try to skate up and, and advance the puck. Oh, my God. He is he Good is for him. An he is a genuinely a genuine great dude. Great dude. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to guy. get him in here at some point. Yeah. Blackhawks, uh, if you're watching. We uh, know you always do. Everybody from uh, that I've talked to from uh, – uh, Minnesota, where he played, always they rave about what a great guy, and we've we've had the chance to talk to him a couple of times, and great dude. So any success he has uh, is a good thing. Uh, the Lebowski Five says Stalock is the new worst Marty Turco. Uh, Marty Turco on the Blackhawks was sucked. awful. <laughs> was awful. <laughs> I mean, I, right now Alex Stalock is way better than Marty Turco yes. was on the Black. But I get what you're saying. Yes, career wise, Marty Turco had a much better career, and he was a much better prankster. Yeah, Marty Turco was known for he loved messing with that that bench door while he was sitting on the bench. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess. We gotta update the tank standings now. Tank don't standings. We? Oh, here we Hawks go. Hawks are two we're and two. For, we're in for a treat here. Oh man. All right, oh, it is that. time to update the tank standings. Uh, the Blackhawks out of the tank picture right now. <laughs> no, it's a failure. <laughs> They're two and two with four points, leading the tank. At 1-5-0 and oh are your San Jose Sharks with two points. Vancouver 0-3-2. Man, a heartbreaker for them last night. They've blown a two-goal lead in four out of five games. Yep. Woof. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Woof. Van Vancouver with two points. Minnesota's the team that beat them last night. After uh, being 2-0. Yep, two points in four games for them. Tampa Bay making those Taylor Radish picks. And those Brandon Hagel picks look tasty right now. Yeah, they got the, the, <laughs> they, they lose tonight or win tonight. They lost to uh, yeah who, uh, to Seattle. No, Seattle Panthers. beat Colorado. They, right? they play, it was a battle of Florida. Tonight. That's right. Yes, it was. Um, They've got two points. And our friends in Arizona. Tampa won tonight. Tampa won. That was okay. their first win. Yeah, Arizona. Our friends in Arizona won three and zero with two points. And boy, I just made an observation on Twitter that this is a photo of their home rink. And the you Coyotes managed, fans, you managed very to upset. piss off all fourteen Coyote fans tonight. It is a simple observation. The observation says this is the home arena of this Arizona Coyotes NHL team. Yeah. That is a observation. There's no, there's no criticism in there. There was no laughing emoji. The sarcasm font wasn't on. It was a statement of fact. And these Coyotes fans are angry at me. Chill. You know, whatever. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Relax. Probably not, but we can tell them that. 
Uh, you know who else deserves props in this one? Jack Johnson. Yep. Solid game for him, man. He and was another, all over the place. And another guy that I'm super happy for when, you know, you when he does good. Because, yeah, we laughed and we joked when they signed him. And, you know, his, his numbers aren't the greatest. But he is such just a great guy. And, like, I saw it in Colorado when we were when we were out there you know he, he got to go out on the on the ice during the banner raises but even after the game uh they brought jack out to the tunnel to do post game cuz there was a bunch of colorado media that want to talk to him too and right before he was about to talk to us gabriel landeskog came in the hallway and gave him a big hug and Very just, cool. like like the, when when teams your former teammates make a point to come over and say hello to you. Yeah. That speaks volumes. And you made an impact. Jack Johnson, man, he's in one of these, he's another one of those guys that if you ran into him on the street, you'd be like, I have no idea. You're a hockey player? Get out of here. Yeah, you're, you're seriously. Like a, you're like an insurance salesman. Like, go open a spreadsheet. <laughs> Jack Johnson, 2037 of ice time and assist. Five shots on goal that led all Blackhawks. A takeaway and two block shots. Very solid performance from him. And hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. I had the parlay today of Dominic Kubelik and Patrick Kane. And man, I just miss it when Patrick Kane hit that post. Damn, that's all right. Better luck next time. I'll try it again next game if that wasn't enough excitement you could turn small bets into bigger bets with the same game parlays can buy multiple bets like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more for your shot at an even bigger payout DraftKings is safe secure and reliable you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code CHGO bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get two hundred dollars and free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And now is the time to give our DraftKings king of the game. That's We're gonna we had nice. it we had it planned out, but when you get the overtime winner, things change. Yep. Max Domi is our DraftKings king of the game. A goal. On one shot, that's 100% last time I checked. How about this? 78% on his faceoffs, and it's not like he didn't take a lot. 14-18? He won 14 and lost four. Pretty good. 78% from the faceoff dot for Max Domi. So he is our DraftKings king of the game. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. And the United Center was rocking tonight after Max Domi scored that goal. And if you want to get to the United Center for a Blackhawks game this season and save a lot of money doing so, well, then you need to check out Game Time as they are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, right at center ice, right on the glass? Maybe you love the 200 level. Well, it doesn't matter. It's possible with Game Time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets, I guarantee you. Game time is created by the fans, for the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. 
If you love CHGO and you wouldn't be up late watching us instead of being at the bar on a Friday night, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in all of our podcast descriptions. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Scroll down, smash that giant thumbs up, and then right below that you'll see a link directly to Game Time. Next time you want to buy some Blackhawk tickets, click on that link. Maybe you want to go see the Seattle Kraken who beat the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Maybe you want to go see them on Sunday afternoon, a nice afternoon game. You're going to save a ton of money. 26 bucks gets you in the building. Cheapest ticket. You can wave the, you'll be up in the 300 level. You can wave the Eddie Olchek from your seats. Uh, <sighs> Too soon. He's going to be there. Yeah, I guess. So join over 15 million people who have downloaded, downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And if you buy some tickets and then find them cheaper elsewhere, which you probably won't, take a screenshot, send them the email, and they will match that price plus 10 percent can't beat that friends connor mcdavid is coming to the uc next thursday 16 dollars on game time come on go see a potential mount rushmore hockey player yeah uh of all time that's a dollar for that's a dollar for uh every point he's gonna get that night (laughs) that's probably true hey the hawks are 500 back off all right let's go out to the united center and bring in our guy He's with us now. He is the very handsome and the very young Mario Tirabasi. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, unfortunately, not in my uh, usual spot, but it's okay. What happened? We roll with the punches. Um, eh, there's someone hanging out in the wrong spot, but it's all right. We'll roll. Tell them to beat it. We got CHGO going live. <laughs> Get lost, loser. There's a lot of uh, chairs I'm around too. there. Just saying. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Sturdy ones. Yep. Um. Man, I mean, you guys, you guys were here. This building was electric tonight. Um, Detroit in town, opening night of the UC, had the red carpet event, and it proved to be one of the best games so far this season. And honestly, uh, thinking back to, to last season, one of the one of the best games I think that we've covered since CHGO has launched, and. I know that we've talked so much about how much this season is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a lot of losses. It's a tank. You get an opportunity to have a win like this against Detroit in this kind of environment. This is a game that the Blackhawks fans and the organization needs. Every now and then this season, they're going to need a game like this. And just because it, just because it happens early and they're 2-2 two and two and whatnot, um, I don't think people need to uh, freak out that the tank is 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 ruined, um, but I do think what we are seeing, what we have seen through the first four games of the year, is that this is a much different uh, Blackhawks team than what we saw last season. Um, they may not be that good, but they are going to give you a hell of a game every night. Yeah, they certainly do not quit. That's for sure. They uh, two goal. That's two back to back games. They've been down 2 nothing after the first period and won. Once on the road and once on a team that is supposed to be a playoff team this year. And uh, you, this Luke Richardson, early on, this team is buying into whatever he's preaching behind closed doors. They're buying in. They're being difficult to play against. They're not giving up. Um, I wouldn't want to play against the Kershev Lafferty Dickinson line right now because they're going to play. Yeah, against. they're they're hard to play against, and that's what Luke Richardson has preached since day one of training camp, and he's getting that right now. 
Um, I think the most important question we have for you, at least uh, for the team, uh, was there an update on Peter Morazic who left after the second period? Yeah, so Morazic um, apparently communicated to the coaching staff that he was um, feeling something not right uh, at some point in the second period. Uh, said he was good enough to finish the period, which he did. Um, but I think if you, you might have seen um, towards the end of that period, he was slow to get up after a, after a sequence of saves, or maybe it was a bit of a collision in that. I can't remember exactly, but he was slow to get up, and it looked like he was kind of laboring towards the end of the period. And then Alex Stalock came in to begin the third period. Uh, yeah, they're they're going to take a take the night into tomorrow to kind of figure out what uh, what it is. Um, they don't really know the extent of of what it might be, um, but yeah, he was uh, he he was feeling something in the second period, uh, finished the period, and then um, was pulled from the game. So we'll have more of an update tomorrow. All right, so it doesn't seem like anything that will be potentially long-term. Maybe you see Staylock at the next start or two. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't seem to be something that would keep him out of action for yeah. long, which and, is good. And Marazic, impression, no. Yeah, and Marazic's a guy that that's unfortunately dealt with a lot of injuries the last few seasons, so he's probably a guy that knows his body better than everybody. I was like, hey, fourth game of the season, let's not kill it right yeah. here. Like, long way to go, so probably that a better was- – that Probably was exactly a, Luke Richardson's point. Yeah, veteran move to say, hey, doesn't feel good. Let's shut it down and, and live the fight another day. I got to imagine the vibe in the locker room was pretty solid. Is there like a new club dub at the United Center <laughs> where they just play like Swedish dance music the whole time? Or If there was, they cleaned it up real fast because it, uh, it was a pretty pretty uh, empty locker room. Um, not a couple guys were hanging around. Um, spoke to Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, and Connor Murphy after the game. Um uh, three guys that had a big impact in the game for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking with them, they, they all kind of in different ways reiterated the same point that, you know, this was definitely a, an identity style win uh, for this team being, you know, Luke Richardson, Kyle Davidson, they've, uh, they've hammered home the point of wanting to be a team that has an attitude. It's tough to play against and, you know whether whether or not the skill you're gonna be more skilled than another team uh, on any given night. You're definitely going to have to outwork the Blackhawks to get a win, and um, I think that's the uh, the kind of attitude that they had. I think that was on full display tonight. You know, you're, you're down three um, one. I think this was this was this was the type of game last season you might have seen get to four one and five one. Exactly uh, right. Yep, and I and I think that that uh, you know this this season, uh, with this with this group and this mentality, this this and I I, I think I re- I really do think the 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 coaching change is glaring already four games into the season compared to last season. Um, so I think that I think that that was that was a big part of 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 why this game you know turned around back in the Blackhawks' favor. Sure, the Red Wings might have let this one slip away. But, you know, you can let games slip away and still come away with the win. This was the Blackhawks team taking advantage of what they could uh, and making the most of it and, and, and really bringing a game to the Blackhawks or to the Red Wings. So, yeah, those, those guys definitely uh, all said that this was an identity win. And, um, you know, it was good. It was, it was a good mood uh, from, from them. And uh, I, I think this is a Blackhawks team that is, you know, truly out to prove a lot of people wrong. 
I mean, it's when you think about it, the games we've seen so far, four games into the year, aside from some stretches in Colorado, right? They were not, they haven't really been dominated at any stretch. Yeah, there have been some shifts where the cane line gets pinned in, yeah. but you know that's going to happen, right? That's that line is not designed to defend in any way, shape, or form. But yeah. sure, they've played San Jose, who is the king of the tank right now. Um, Detroit, though, is a team with some expectations, right? Like they've they've hung in there against good teams, and I think when you talk about a team that plays hard and plays physical that can be a bit of an equalizer, not over the course of 82 games, right? Because at the end of the day, the teams with the talent are the teams that win. But from a night-to-night game or game-to-game basis, outworking a team or just wearing the hell out of a team, that makes a difference. And the Hawks, you know, I, hits, of course, are overrated, right? <laughs> Hawks had 27 hits to the 13 for the Red Wings. Part of that has to do with possession, of course, but... They're finishing every check. They are like anytime there's an opportunity to lay a check, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's going to shatter the glass or anything, but they're not skating by guys. They're finishing checks They're playing hard. And over the course of 60 minutes, that can take its toll. And that can be the sort of thing that equalizes things a little bit for the Hawks. They're going to outwork you. They're going to out hit you. And there's teams that are just going to be like, I don't want any part of this, right? Like, here's the puck. Like, get out of my face. I'm tired of getting hit. It matters. It makes a difference. Max Domi, um, who was part of the the physicality in, in, in tonight's game, he spoke about the uh, the hit that Jared Tenorti laid down uh, earlier in the game against uh, uh, Elmer Soderblom, um, Arvid's brother, uh, and, and said, like, that was a point in the game where, you know, that, that hit kind of jolted the team got them a little bit back into the game from there. And um, yeah, I think that that is, that is definitely something that, that this group feeds off of. And that's something that they, they're going to want to uh, want to establish is being, being a physical team, a team that's not going to get pushed around um, between the whistles or after them. So I, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's a good attitude to have, uh, especially when you're a team that's not loaded with talent, but you, if you're, you know, loaded with guys that are going to work hard, um, you're going to have a lot of games like this. It's a good mindset to have, but don't do it when you're on the power play, please, Max. Let's knock, let's yeah. knock that off. Well, he uh, was already going to the bench, so yeah, there's right, the box. Yeah, uh, so. uh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got that Domi blood in him, man. It's, yeah. There's a, that, that Neanderthal gene is ever-present in the Domi family. Uh, so that's he, you're going to have your moments with Max this year because – his dad is Ty, and the yeah. apple can't fall, fall too far from the tree. Yeah. He said he had his family in the building tonight, so probably yeah. had a little bit extra extra ex- domey zip yeah. in his, uh, in, little, in his game. Domey juice flowing through the veins yeah, tonight. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is about this would be great. This win would be even better if we're sitting here in April and the Red Wings – and of probably the toughest division in the league, De- definitely the tougher of the two conferences to make the playoffs. And if they missed the playoffs by one point, it would be such a shame <laughs> that they lost that point tonight. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that just break your freaking heart? That'd be great. Brutal. Be great. Yeah. That, that would suck. That'd yes. be really heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I will say, though, like, it was cool. Like, I, I feel like for a long time, the Hawks rivalry has been very unbalanced, right? Like, either – the wings are good and the Hawks suck, or the Hawks are good and the wings suck. It was nice to have them like a little bit closer 
than they've been in a long time in this one. And you could feel that, you know, the Hawks are now the underdogs for the first time in a long time. And that it felt more like the rivalry than it has in a long time to me. Maybe it's the home opener obviously plays a role, but it just felt a little more Hawks and Red Wings. And it also could be the makeup of the Hawks, that they're not just this finesse team that's going to skate by and not finish your check. Like, this is a gritty team, and that's always going to uh, you know, increase the intensity of a rivalry. So it was a lot of fun, man. It was fun to be there. Um, the Greg and I took a lap pregame just to kind of get the, the vibes of the place, and it was, you know, people chattering, having a good time, and then walking out after the second uh Fans from both teams in the hallway, people were getting after it, man. There were a yeah. lot of, like, hammered <laughs> yeah. people really early in the night. The, but. Bo- the booze sales were through the roof tonight, but it was a I, good time. as I told Jay, when I was a season ticket holder, I, I always passed on the Friday night games. I was like, no, I'm cool. <laughs> I'll, I'd rather go to Tuesday when everybody's got to be up at 7 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Pierce in the chat says it's all about Luke Richardson, and, yeah, I, I don't think we can ignore that. The team – despite their overwhelming lack of talent, stays in the game, too, because of their system. And, yeah, there's times where, in this game, I said to you, Greg, because Greg sits right next to me and Mario's two over, so I don't want to shout over to Mario, um, that, like, they're real slow out of the zone sometimes, like real kind of plotting, but it's because they just don't have the, the talent to, like, hit a pass in full stride and send a guy the other way, and it's an adjustment for Hawks fans to see that because we've been seeing usually teams with a lot of offensive skill, even like last year when Debrinkit was here and you had, and Kubelik and you had like more offensive talents. So you, it would look more normal at times. This, this team is a lot grittier, a lot more plotting, but the system is going to keep them in games and their desire to compete is going to keep them. And in games. they're so much better without the puck, especially in the neutral zone. They are making it tougher for, for teams to get through the, the, Defensemen are far more aggressive in the in the neutral zone. I've noticed these last couple of games, and that that's partly designed. You know, that put pressure on them in the neutral zone, and then maybe you can catch you know catch them flat footed, get a breakaway going the other way. And you know, that's Luke Richardson there. He wants to be aggressive on the penalty kill. That's obviously working. Mm-hmm. Uh, three shorthanded goals in two games, uh, and he wants to be aggressive in the neutral zone when they don't have the puck. And when they do that. They have a fighting chance. Yep, that's true. All right, uh, anything else that we need to know from Luke Richardson? Anything you had to add uh, that we have not addressed yet? Uh, he, I mean, he just spoke about you know the 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 energy in the building, being able to uh, you know be on the home bench for for a game like this instead of the away bench. It makes a makes a big difference. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's it's again just kind of going back to the point that you know he he wants this team to play with a, an attitude and, and, and it, and it showed through. And, and I think, um, you know, and, and, and the thing is, you know, starting the, uh, the, the overtime with Jack Johnson, Sam Lafferty and Jason Dickinson, that was, uh, as he said, a, a matchup decision because they had been going against the Larkin uh, line, Dylan Larkin line all night. But it was also because Sam Lafferty, Jason Dickinson, those are guys that, I think are really making and Jack Johnson too. I mean, we saw Jack Johnson tonight have a shorthanded breakaway and crash the net. Yes, you heard that right. Jack Johnson did both of those things in this game tonight. <laughs> like, so I mean, those those are guys that that I think Luke Richardson really, uh, when he knows that they're going 
and that they are making being difference makers, he's going to he's going to give them the opportunities to continue that in big moments. He's not just going to default to, oh, OK, it's three on three overtime. Here's Taze, Kane and Seth Jones like he's going to he's going to make the adjustments and he's going to roll with the guys that are um, getting things done that, you know, can can lead to a guy like Max Domi and Patrick Kane and whatnot. Those guys getting opportunities uh, in an overtime to close out a game. And, you know, Lafferty and, and Dickinson, they started the uh, started the overtime pretty well. And it's just the way the game flowed from there. Domi makes a play and talking about a win. So it's, yeah, the, the coaching makes a big difference. Coaching Those things matter so much. You know, accountability matters, right? And when you see guys like, sure, it was a matchup thing. Great. Probably partially true. He's also setting a message like, hey, these guys have been my best players, not just tonight, but all season. So they've earned it. They've earned a chance to go out there. If we don't win this game, is it the end of the world? No, we're rebuilding. Our whole opening video of the season's like, hey, we're probably going to suck, but we're going to work hard. That's literally the message of the team this year. That is the marketing plan. That's, and we're seeing it on the ice. Yes. We're kind of bad, but we're going to work hard. And that matters. And the other thing that matters, too, is getting results from this effort. Right? Like, it's one thing if you hey, you guys played hard, and it's 3-1, and it's 5-1. And, like, you can only hear so many times from your coach that, hey, we're going to keep working hard. This is my biggest thing coming into the year was how is Luke Richardson going to keep this team team keep this team competing when the losses start piling up? Because that's when guys are like, F this. Like, why am I going to go crashing into a guy and risk injury when we're down 4-1, 5-1, and we're on a seven-game losing streak, right? So when the results are there from these efforts, you're going to be able to maintain that message a little more and maybe guys who are like, eh, I don't know about this coach. I don't know. New system. I'm tired of new systems. They start to see the results of a team with zero, literally zero expectations start competing against decent teams. It makes a difference. And I, I still think they're going to be one of those bottom teams in the league, but they're going to be in a lot more games than they have business being in playing this way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. It's. Uh, it seems like the message from Luke Richardson is is getting across early on. I, I think the, just the way that, and I, and I think too from 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 our standpoint, not even being in, in the locker room as a player, but hearing him, you know, speak about systems and philosophies and, and how he incorporates, uh, you know, the video work and how he communicates with the players. It really all just seems like. Richardson gets it and he gets it from from a modern player perspective and I think that that's that's a um, a viewpoint that's really going to be beneficial and is going to keep the locker room engaged in the messaging in the plan uh, and in the process as this season goes on so I, I think it's it's really a testament to the, the the difference he's made behind the bench before we get to our four stars our fourth stars of the night it just amazes me seeing Luke Richardson run this team from prospects camp to now that the Hawks were the only team that wanted to talk to him after everything we've heard from his former players, people in Montreal, people that played with him, how has Luke Richardson not been scooped up by some team already? It's kind of amazing when yeah, you think about it. I think they, I think Kyle Davidson hit the jackpot. Yes. It's four games into sure. his tenure, but P Kyle Davidson said he wanted to hire the coach 
that is going to be the coach when the rebuild is over and his team is ready to win. And everything I've seen out of Luke Richardson, yes, four games. But everything I've seen, yeah. he absolutely should and will be the head coach when this team is good again. Because they're going to be good again, partly because of his yeah. uh, of what he does. So very impressive, and it's, it's going to be great to keep the tabs as the season goes on, and the games get tougher and more and more meaningless, and <laughs> less people less people in the crowd to get yeah. you excited. Yeah. Like when all those things start piling up, where's that hard work going to be? I don't think it's going to go anywhere because I don't think Luke Richardson will allow it, but. Uh, we saw he rewarded players tonight with the way he started overtime. Let's see how he has to start punishing people. Let's get to that point of the season. Does he take away minutes? Does he make demotions? Yeah. Uh, and I, I bet you he does. I'm trying to think of a moment this season where we've been, where we said that was a bad coaching decision. I haven't, I haven't seen one yet. Not yet. Yeah, so, all right, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. Watch this. This is fancy. That's cool. I dig that. All right. Shout out to our guy Lawrence for putting these graphics together and, and Steven on the controls tonight. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and who played the guitar solo for that? That was that was, that was Greg. Yeah, nice, good job. Yeah, Greg. he brought it out like uh, Eddie Munson in uh, Stranger Things. Just started rocking out in here. It was amazing. Yep, I recorded in the bathroom where the acoustics are best. <laughs> exactly with the cockroach. Yep. Shh. <laughs> All right, three stars of the game were number three, uh, Hawks defenseman Connor Murphy. Number two was Sam Lafferty, and the number one star was Max Domi, selected tonight by. Colby Cohen. They tell you who uh, picks the three stars, and it was Colby Cohen who selected the three stars of tonight's game. I'm so glad that he has the authoritarian vote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's go with our four stars in the night. I will kick things off because they make me do that. I'm going to give it to Jake McCabe. Dude coming back from spinal surgery. Yeah. Earlier than expected. Uh, played really well. 16.02 of ice time. A shot. Four hits, uh, takeaway, and a block shot. Uh, really like Jake McCabe's game tonight. And just, I picked my four-star like in the first period because to see the way that guy has come back from such a major, uh, you know, uh, surgery is nothing short of impressive. Uh, I, I really like the fact, like, that's a guy who wanted to be here last year. He prioritized Chicago. This is the place he wanted to be. Did last year go exactly as planned? No. It was a tough start for him. But to see him come back and play this home opener before anyone thought he was going to, uh, outstanding, really solid game for me from Jake McCabe. Yep, a, a pro's pro. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy we've already talked about in Jack Johnson. Uh, he, twenty Over 20 and a half yep. minutes of ice time. Third most ice time on the team. Uh, he had the assist. He had five shots on goal, more than any other Blackhawk on the team. Let's... Not getting in the habit of doing that, but um, and then he also had three block shots as well. So, doing all the stuff, he was all over the ice. And listen, as I said earlier, when when we 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 all kind of joked and made, and made you know surfer song references when Jack Johnson was brought in here, 
man, I'm he's won me over really quick, and I'm sure there are going to be some rough nights, but man, he was he was the he was the best defenseman on the team tonight, and uh, good for him. He's my fourth star of the game. Uh, good old Bubble Toes, Jack Johnson. Yeah, he was all over the place. Uh, that was uh, that was quite the night for Jack Johnson. He's going to have games like that because he's going to this, this defensive group. Uh, lends itself to Jack Johnson getting the opportunity to play 18 to 20 minutes a night. Uh, not, it's not the same defensive group like he was in Colorado. So um, if, if he's going to have a career resurgent year, uh, why not do it on this team? Hey, another guy whose trade contender. value is skyrocketing right now. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my, my fourth star of the night is uh, another person who's trying to up their trade value for the March 3rd uh, trade deadline. And uh, it was Andreas Athanasiu uh, scored the penalty shot in the uh, second period to open the scoring uh, for the Blackhawks in this game and in this building for this season. Uh, so if you had Andreas Athanasiu scoring the first home goal of the year, uh, collect your winnings. Uh, talk to him before the game, um, just about you know what it's what it's going to be like to to be in the building uh, for the regular season opener. You know, new team, gelling with a new team, kind of getting getting the season started. And oh yeah, by the way, playing against the team that you've spent the most time in your career with, yep. team you started your career with, team you were drafted by, and uh, you know only the second time he's ever faced the Red Wings. He he faced them once last season. And, um, you know, he's, he just said, oh, it's, you know, just another game. I, I know a couple guys on the other, on the other team, you know, have a, have a few friends, but it's just another game uh, to me. And I don't know. I, I, I didn't buy I caught it. A, yeah, I caught, <laughs> I caught a glimpse of uh, he, was, he was talking with a few people after the game. And it just seemed like, you know, talking about the game seemed like this, this, that moment uh, did mean a little bit something extra. So it was good to see uh, – him get that uh, that penalty shot goal got the got the crowd back into the game uh, after Detroit was uh, was was taking control of things at, at two nothing and um, I had another point in my head that I'm forgetting but anyways yeah it was uh, it was it was great to see oh and and to to you know the play to take the initiative like he literally stole the puck from Max Domi and yep. said no I'm faster I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the net faster give me that kid <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna look you're just gonna look to pass it to Kane anyway I'm gonna take it from you now yeah that was, that was the first so, time I've ever seen a penalty shot after stealing the puck from your own teammate yeah it was hey you know it might be a season of first this year so that was that was a good one to see but yeah it was great to see him uh you know have that initiative because we've talked about him needing to be you know involved and be an offensive catalyst and he's going to get his scoring chances it's just in his career and so far to start this season he's having a real hard time of finishing those scoring chances um so whether you like the penalty shot call or not it was great to see him um, convert on it so good for him he's my fourth star all right mario great job man thanks for joining us appreciate it uh have a safe ride home and we'll talk to you uh on sunday yeah, I'm going to go rewrite my entire Hawks hit piece now, so uh, I'll let you guys know when it's ready. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All right, man, thanks. Hey, guys. That is Mario Tirabasi live from the United Center after the Hawks' 4-3 overtime win over the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, hey, lots of people watching right now. We appreciate you being here. If you've not done it already, please smash that like button on the YouTube page. That helps us out big time when you do that. Almost 100 people in the chat Yeah. Right now. Also, Thank if you, you so much. make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well, 
And if you're listening to the uh, audio podcast, as we learned uh, Blackhawks coach's brother does uh, today, uh, please make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, if you got the kindness in your heart to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we, we would love it if you took 30 seconds to do that for us. So uh, lots of little ways you can help us for free. And uh, that, that it all goes a really, really long way. Now's a good time also to let you know our Bears tailgate is coming up November 6th, uh, the game against the Miami Dolphins. We're going to be at the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan celebrating with food, drinks, booze, beer, bags, the whole deal. It's going to be an awesome time. Our first tailgate was absolutely amazing. This one's going to be that much better. 8 a.m. to noon. You do not need a ticket to the game to attend the tailgate. However, you need a ticket to the tailgate to attend the tailgate. So go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets and join us Sunday, November 6th, 8 a.m. to noon at the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan for a Bears pregame tailgate. It's going to be an awesome time. Last time out, there was a taco truck. Some pizza showed up later. There were some donuts. There were some beer. There was some water. There were some paps. There were all kind of great things. Uh, Justin Fields jersey was given away. Uh, The DJ was freaking amazing. It was a great time. So please, please, please do yourself the favor and join us out at our Bears tailgate on November 6th. Yes, and hopefully they can bottle up the the weather that we're having this weekend and and send it that weekend. And and I know... This weekend, there's going to be a lot of people that are grabbing that golf bag oh, you and, know and hitting the links for maybe the last time for a while. And that's a perfect segue to talk to you about Pins and Aces, the hey, official. coming up there longer. That was, <laughs> yeah, that's Pins good. and Aces is the official. I'm trying to do a read here. <laughs> Sorry. Man. I'm just basking in my celebrity. Stop tr- stroking your own <laughs> ego over there, pal. I'm trying that's to That's get- not my ego. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Take two. All right. (laughs) Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear, and you're going to get a ton of compliments on and off the course when you deck yourself out with some P&A gear. They are are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even... The very popular beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers. Beers. That's one more than six. Right inside your golf bag and keep the drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use the promo code CHGO at checkout to receive 15% off your very first order and get absolutely free of charge shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Check them out. Hey, it's a great place to buy a Christmas gift for you, the golfer in your life. I have to evict the family of chipmunks that lives in my golf bag. I took it out the other day and lifted up the club and just like uh, insulation and seeds and all kinds of stuff came out. I'm like, well, that's not good. So I just dumped it upside down and they had made a little home in my golf bag, which is just great. Thanks a lot, jerks. Chip Chipmunks living in my golf bag would serve a lot of better purpose than me actually trying to golf. <laughs> They'll get better uh, use out of it yes, than you will. Yes, it's actually, yeah. I'm not a golfer. I tried for yeah. a few years. I lack the two things you need in order to be good at it. Time and money. I okay. don't have either of those. Yeah. So I and just patience. said, pay, I have none of that. Yeah. So yeah, I just it's not for me. But if you are going to go golfing, 
check out pins and aces and at least look good yeah. while hacking up the course. You might as well look good while you suck. Yes. Um, yeah, my goal in golf is to be just good enough to not annoy the people I'm golfing with. Or the people behind you. I'm 44 years old. Not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm yeah, working on I'm it. good. Yeah, I found out the chipmunks. That actually, the first clue was this uh, last summer I went to golf for the first time since COVID started. Got my golf shoes out of the there. I had them like in a like a velvet, almost like a crown royal bag. Velvet? <laughs> yeah, like it was it was made for golf shoes. My dad gave it to me, but it was made of velvet. I pull the shoe out, put it on. It is full of sunflower seed shells. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm throwing these out. That, I'm golfing in my that, gym shoes that, today. That, that hula hoop song getting played repetitively <laughs> from your bag probably was annoying <laughs> yeah, that's too. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, that was not fun. Um, all right, we got a few more minutes to go before we wrap things up again. Want to thank everybody for joining us on the post game show today. A couple of little parting thoughts. I know it's four games. I'm ready to see what else the Hawks have to offer aside from Caleb Jones. I'm just not. I don't know. He is what he, he is. Drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I. I'd rather see. Philip Roos out there, and let's yeah. see what we got from him. We don't; he's an unknown. I think we know what Caleb Jones is now, and it's, he is a it's, good seven. Yeah, he's a seven. So let him be a seven, and let someone else be a six for the next couple of games. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, kind of over it. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, one thing that stood out to me: I should have said it to you. We're watching during the game or like pregame. We got there real early because we do that. And we're watching, uh, you know, the guys enter the building. They show Jujar Kara come in in his suit. He's nice and clean shaven. I'm like, he's going to have a 5 o'clock shadow by the end of the third period. I was wrong. He had it in (laughs) (laughs) warm-ups. Jujar Kara's beard must grow, like, at an astronomical rate. Because, seriously, he was clean shaven as if he had, like, shaved in in the limo on the way over. Takes the ice for the... The, not the warm up before the puck drop, but the warm up, warm up, and had a clear black beard. It was kind of unbelievable. It was uh, it was quite a thing. So, uh, and that you know, I want to say too about him. I, I really like him. You talk about high character guys, guys who battle, guys who fight. You pointed it out to me during the game. He looks a little gun shy on the hits, a little bit, which is understandable. Uh, he's been through some very, very. Difficult got, uh, head injuries. Breaking news: Uh-oh. We have a uh, roster move. Oh, uh, Alec Regula is er, is heading to Rockford, and they have recalled goaltender Arvid Soderblom. So obviously, okay. Marazic is going to miss at least Sunday's game. Um, that means we'll see Jackson Stauber make his AHL debut tomorrow night at the home opener. Brandon Sakura, thanks for the two dollars super chat. Ice Hogs post game tomorrow. No, no. Uh, I'm I'm having a date night with my lovely girlfriend tomorrow because damn it we don't have many Saturdays free for the next six months so yeah let me know how those hoggies did and uh, I'll I'll put it in my rebuild report yes it is my uh, mother-in-law's seventieth birthday tomorrow so we'll be doing that um, I had to go pick up a a bunt cake today and it was next to me in the car and I was like. <laughs> I could just go get another one later. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, boy, Michael was... Holloway says, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with an unbearded uh, carrot. Wait three minutes. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's like Chicago weather in the spring. You don't like it. Wait three minutes and it changes. It's, it's, that is, it is remarkable. Like that dude's beard grows wonderfully. It's amazing. I kind of envy him 
in that way. He's yeah. part werewolf. Yeah, he definitely is part werewolf. Um, the other thing I want to do, uh, I talked about it a couple shows ago. My uncle, my uncle friend, my godfather, got to do the honor flight uh, the other day. What an amazing experience! My he's a world. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. Uh, two Purple Hearts. He was hit by a grenade, the first one, and shot with a machine gun, the second one. Here's a story I learned uh, at waiting for him to arrive at Midway. Um, my aunt told me that they got the note that he had been shot and wounded. The f- whole family was at church, and the priest announced that he had died. Oof. So th- the entire family, my dad's the oldest of 10, are at church, and they get this announcement from the priest that my uncle had died. So crazy story. Obviously, he's fine. He's home and got to do this on our flight, which was amazing. There was a World War II veteran on that flight, 98 years old. Just an incredible experience. If you've never gone, you can just go. They What they do is they block off the, the baggage claim, like half the baggage claim, and you go down there, and there's a parade when all the veterans arrive. It was. I'm so glad I got to do it. It was amazing, and to see my uncle finally get that experience was, like, seriously life-changing. So a remarkable uh, charity. Um, they had the uh, the therapy dogs, too. Loved it. Usually at the airport, you can't pet the dogs. I almost got, like, shot because I went to pet, like, a bob-sniffing yeah, dog we, we, we were leaving Denver to come home. They had, <laughs> oh, they had the bomb yeah. dog going. I was like, oh, I just want to play with the puppy. <laughs> I regret nothing. I'm going <laughs> to pet this dog. Uh, anyway, uh, congrats to my Uncle Fran, and uh, thank you for your service. And all the, I mean, I think there were 140 veterans on that flight. Uh, cool. Just unreal. They take them to D.C., take them to the war memorials, and uh, let them have the whole day. So, uh, wonderful charity, and uh, I'm really glad he got to do that. So I wanted to mention that. I wanted to kind of tie a bow on it. And if you want to see some of the videos from that, you can check out my Twitter, at Jay Zawoski. I tweeted a whole bunch of videos and photos from there. So good stuff. All right, let's wrap things up. The Hawks are 2-2. Two and two. The first home game is in the books. We will be back Saturday, Sunday, I'm sorry, uh, for post game. It is an afternoon game on One o'clock Sunday, puck right? drop. One o'clock so puck drop, yeah. Four o'clock-ish, 4.30. Yep. We'll be here. Yes, no, no Bears to, to watch. So watch the Blackhawks in our post game. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, we'll talk to you Sunday afternoon on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.